Hey everybody, welcome back to Linux Cast. I'm your host Matt. And I'm Tyler. Daddy is. This is the Linux Cast. We talk about Linuxy things um, with the best plan and notes. We never ever diverge from the plan ever. Just to let you know, we have a plan. It's, they're in the show notes. You can view them if you want to. They're on GitLab, and we never diverge from those things. We never, we've never had a tangent in our entire lives, so it should be good, right? Right. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> this is gonna be great. So, Tyler, what have you been doing in uh, Unix Foss related land this week? Um, mostly messing around with uh, Debian. Like, it's just enjoying Debian. Like, really, in all honesty, I'm very surprised with how Debian's treated me lately. Um, I typically go go and try Debian and get, like, just get some problems that make me want to leave it. And that just hasn't happened um, this time around with Bullseye. It's really nice. Um, adding backports to get like a newer Linux kernel, more up-to-date zero AD build. Everything has just been really easy with Debian. Like, and obviously like it's Debian, so I don't really have to worry about getting an update that's just going to like break a whole bunch of shit just immediately. Um, or really ever, or, or have to worry about programs just like changing, like, pretty much at all like i mean okay there's only worthwhile updates like every three months so So let me ask you a question how have you been dealing with some of the programming languages being like older so like the versions of like python and stuff in there that debian gives you in the regular repositories at least are pretty old so do you have scripts and stuff that require certain versions of like python or anything like that that's the problem that i always ran into Mm -hmm. No, um, I haven't had any of any problems like that. Um, but then again, I feel like the backports like repository would come in handy there because mm. I feel like you probably could get a lot of that stuff updated through backports. Um, I, I'm not sure about that. I'm just saying I, I think so, but I really have no idea. Um, but yeah, like it, for me personally, I haven't had any problems with using Debian this time around, uh, which is really nice and i've also been using fish more so i really didn't expect like really didn't expect to like fish as much as i did i've seen other people play around with it i've seen plenty of videos on fish but never really given it a good try myself like i think i installed it before and used it for like five minutes like i mean i checked it out but didn't really seem interested in it um but was talking with a few of the guys over on discord and decided to install it and try it and it was really good like it's a really good shell i mean obviously i would never make it the system default like shell nor do i want to like start scripting in fish or whatever like i just couldn't care about that but as the like shell that i actually interact with like myself very much like it it's very nice but that's what i've been up to what cool. about you man what you been up to um before we i jump into mine just if you're watching this or listening to this i apologize for the fan noise i, I i'm watching the meter on on obs just jump up every time a blast of air hits it so I'm, i can only imagine what that sounds like <laughs> um I do apologize for that, but it's like really freaking hot, so I can't. Turn it. I could probably turn it like a different direction, but it's okay. Anyways, I just want to apologize for that. So, um, so I've been messing around with Polybar, and uh, I've created a couple new Polybar uh, like configurations with like power line symbols and stuff like that. So I learned how to do that on stream the other night. That was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm thinking about going through and just creating a whole bunch of those because th- that sounds like something fun to do. Also. I've been considering to changing my main distro. So I've been using Arco for a long time and uh, it, like it's good. It's been good to me, right? I've been here for months and it's very stable, but they've been changing a lot of stuff. Like they've been changing a lot of their tools and stuff. And it's just, 
maybe I'm just old, but I don't like change anymore, but I don't like some of the changes that they've been making. So I've been thinking about either going to Vanilla Arch or, and I, I've had people question my sanity, but I've been thinking about actually change, uh, trying out Gen 2 again on my main system. Like, I've been oh, thinking about oh, it. Holy shit. I know. Um, did you really just say like? Did you really just say that? I did. Like, <laughs> like, okay. I just. I mean, I could. I could totally see this from like thirty other people in my Discord. But you, I did not. No, I would not expect you to be like. Yeah, I've been heavily considering Gen. First of all, I blame Scott because he 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 switched. <laughs> he installed Gen the other day. I was like, oh, this kind of looks like fun again. So I'm like, and I'm thinking about doing it. So I blame him. But also, the changes with Arco just makes me think that I want to find something different. And if I'm going to find something different, I'll either just go to Vanilla Arch and mess around with that, which is, you know, probably the sanest thing to do. Or I will, I'm will. i going to try Gen 2 again. We'll see how that goes. I, I don't know if I'm going to yet, but it, it sounds like fun. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it, it probably will be fun. Especially if you do gent, I mean, it, it will definitely be fun for your community. I mean, I think I will get an absolute <laughs> kick out of watching everyone. Everyone again. loves to see me suffer. <laughs> I don't think I will stream the installation. Okay, I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't think that I will. Dang it. Um, it has it has to be like some sort of exclusive event though on Discord. Well, it has to be. I'm I, like I may do something on Discord for it to, like, to get help or whatever. Um, but the reason why I don't want to stream it is because I want to be able to take my time on it. I don't want to have to sit here for like an hour and a half or three hours or whatever it is to, to do it. Um, yeah, just, just sit down on discord. You don't even got to share anything. Just sit on there and talk with people on discord throughout the process. Like take your time with it. Like don't even try to get help from us unless you have like, you know, you really need it. Like just sit back, relax and talk. God, that would be so great. I would be so down for that. If I popped into the the VC on my Discord, people would shit their pants. I haven't been in there ever since it's been created. <laughs> That's the difference between oh my, my Discord gosh. and your Discord is everyone like there's always almost always someone in your guys' VC. Like always. Mine? Never. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if the people in my Discord hate each other, or, or it's just not something that they do. I don't. They're probably waiting for me to be like a leader and get in there myself. Um, <laughs> and, and, well, I don't know. It's it's weird though. If you start hanging out in there, people will be surprised that you're in there. Like, I've had people like join in on VCs like where I'm in there, and they're like, like they pop out after like ten seconds, then I get a message. Oh, I didn't realize you you were actually in the room. Like, is it okay if I come in? I'm like, of course. It's public. Come on in. Like, yeah. But you got it. You got to. You have to do that if you install Gen Two. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'd love to um, be there. Like, I, I'm thinking. I guess I'm thinking about Gen Two. I'm thinking about it, but it it's gonna have to work better than it did last time. Like, I won't will not be able to put up with screen tearing mm. if 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 J- Josh left Gen Two. To be honest. Josh left Gen 2, and if that doesn't say a lot, like... Okay, hold on just a second. Josh distro hops just as much as you do. Yes, but typically he distro hops and tries other stuff, but he had, all of his devices are still Gen 2 devices. Like, he's just got, like, a crap ton of them. But Gen 2's been giving him, like, a lot of issues here recently, and so he's looking for an alternative to Gen 2. So he's been distro hopping a lot recently, trying to find a good alternative. Now he's absolutely genuine, genuine certifi- certifiably insane because he goes to distro watch and clicks the randomize button, and then just whatever distro like that distro watch like spits out to him is what he installs and tries, which. I think is absolutely insane just because, I mean, we all know distro watch. Like, right. They will give yeah. you some pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, he's been doing that. Well, he is crazy. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't do that, but although I did hit that randomize button the other day if, to see if I could find something to make a video on, it gave me pop OS. I was like, that's not random. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if you hit the if you if you hit the random button, you expect to have something that's like you know rare and stuff like that, right? But no, it gave me I love, pop OS. I love how you're 
you're clicking it and you're getting stuff like Pop OS and then Josh clicks it and gets stuff like Open Mandriva. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, luck of the draw, I guess. All right, moving on to the contact information. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. You can find all of our information at linuxcast.org, including blog posts and all the most recent episodes. Uh, I do try to keep that updated. Uh, I'm not always good at it, but I try. Anyways, linuxcast.org. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash linuxcast. You can subscribe to Zany, who goes by... You can excuse me. You can subscribe to Tyler who goes by Zany. I was gonna say it the other way. You can subscribe to Tyler who goes by Zany online. <laughs> Just to, to screw that. Flip it around. Um, <laughs> anyways, you can you can subscribe to Tyler's channel. It's uh, YouTube.com/ZanyoG. He's also on Odyssey and Discord and all that stuff. There is a store that you can go find merch at if you're interested in finding some merch. We uh, you should definitely go check that out. You can also subscribe to the LinuxCast on YouTube at youtube.com slash LinuxCast. All the links and stuff like that, if you want to find any of this contact information, you can find all that stuff at linuxcast.org slash contact. Um, so, uh, that was a pretty good contact information little section. I didn't stumble too many times, which is good. So, moving on to the next section. Now, every single week, Tyler, you and I, we scoured the internet for the most amazing and breaking news that could possibly be found in the FOSS world. And you can't find this news anywhere else, of course. We're the first to cover it. It's exclusive. Um, so you definitely should tune in for all of your breaking news to, to the Linux cast. You should definitely do that. So, Tyler, what was your news item of the week? Oh, a fantastic new article here about Alma Linux. I had never heard of this distribution at all until I saw this, but it's actually pretty neat. Um, it's one of those Linux that's trying to fill the shoes of CentOS now that it's gone. So it's based off of Red Hat Enterprise Linux 9, so RHEL 9, and it's pretty cool. Um, so, like, for especially people who are, like, really big on CentOS, uh, this is really supposed to, you know, fill the shoes and, and uh, you know, be what CentOS was. Um, and kind of like it really in all honesty, yeah, there's a whole bunch of info in the, in the article here about, you know, all the support that it's got and different features and all that stuff. But really in all honesty, what caught my attention the most is like right at the bottom, there's, um, those who want to migrate from CentOS Linux or RHEL to Alma Linux can use the Elevate project, an open source initiative designed to assist users in performing migrations between different RHEL Linux-based distributions. More details can be found here, which is really cool. Um, you like There's actually a project for just helping you migrate straight over from either CentOS or RHEL. So... Very cool, and um, I haven't checked out Alma Linux, but I had never heard of it before, and it seems pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to highlight it, just in case anybody else hadn't heard of it and is interested in something that is kind of meant to replace CentOS. So I've been asked to do a video about uh, CentOS and um, Alma and Rocky Linux, but I haven't got to it yet. Um, so that's something that I'll be looking forward to. Uh, but that tool that could migrate you between different uh, Red Hat-based Linux, uh, Linux distributions, there needs to be something like that for Ubuntu. Wouldn't that be so... Or Debian? Like oh, if, my gosh. So if, if you run this tool, you can navigate between Ubuntu, Linux, Mint, whatever. And same thing with Arch. Like if you wanted to... Let's just say you wanted to use... You, you install Arch... You run this tool, you can navigate to Arco, Garuda, uh, um, Manjaro, whatever. That'd be See, really I want cool. I, <laughs> I want to say that like that should definitely be a thing, but then like when I think about it, there's for both Arch and something like Ubuntu, there is so many different derivatives that do so many different things. It it would be hard to get to a point where you have support for all of them. Well, you could definitely support quite a few. It would have to be a one-off. So you would be able to go from Arch to, like, Arco. Because installing stuff is way easy. If you All you ever did was install the stuff, 
that made Arco Arco on Arch, it'd be easy because it's just installing stuff. It would just be an install script, right? It's when you would then want to move from Arch to Arco then to something else that it would become very messy because then you start having to deal with having to uninstall stuff. And if you've ever tried to uninstall like a desktop environment, it can be done. It's just hard. You know, because there's all these dependencies yeah. all over the place and things com- conflict and stuff. So it's not. It, it would be easy, very easy, to create a tool that would move you from like Arch to Arco, Arch to Minjaro, whatever. Uh, it would not be easy to then move up another level. Yeah. And I don't think. I mean, that it, obviously, some of the people in chat, like I, I hope everybody listening understands you can definitely do it for moving between all these different districts it's definitely doable it's just so much more complex like it goes from being pretty simple to do to you know much more of a pain in the ass (laughs) like that's when it'll be a problem if if everything that made like arco or manjaro was containerized so if you just had to uninstall that container of stuff that'd be cool but it's not that way. Like it's just not not yeah. the way it works. Everything you inst- you install like the GNOME version of Arco Linux, you're gonna you have stuff all over your distro that's based you know that's that thing relies on, and you have to uninstall that stuff to move something different. It it's an inter- it'd be an interesting like challenge to try to do, but it would be it'd be hard uh, to to automate at least, right? I don't know. No. Be interesting. It'd be an interesting challenge. I'm like I'm thinking about how how would I go about doing this? I mean, you best way would be to at least if you were just going to do the install thing, like if you were like saying if you wanted to move from here to here, and it's just one step, and then you forget about it, you could you know it would just be a a, a bash script, right? You just do a bash script. Yeah. But, yeah. Just recognize the system based off the system. Yeah. Run and more like a uh, a distro. A, I guess distro agnostic script, but just to essentially install all the things that make that distro that distro, then yeah. set it up, like run through the script and set it up how the distro would have it set up, and then move on. I mean, it actually, be kind of fun. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's a stream or something to happen someday. All right. So, anyways, moving on to my news item of the week. Mine is a little bit more controversial. So, Ubuntu 20.10, which is the next version of Ubuntu will be shipping with Pipewire as default. Now, mm-hmm. I have mixed thoughts on this, because every time I've tried Pipewire, it's kicked me in the ass. Like, every single time, without exception. Like, it works for a while, and then it, you know, stops. Every time I say that about Pipewire, there's a douchebag in the comments, no offense to everybody else who lives in the comments, but there's that one douchebag... <laughs> That is in love with Pipewire would and would have its babies, and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> tells me that it's not Pipewire's fault; it's my fault because I don't know how to use it. So, it's possible that I don't know how to use Pipewire, <laughs> or that it just hates me. I mean, it's always possible that it just hates me. Um, but, anyways, Ubuntu 20.10 will shoot with Pipewire by default. I don't know. I, it looks like it's going to be shipped with Pipewire in place of Pulse Audio, so Pulse Audio will not be there at all. Um, mm-hmm. So that it'll be interesting to see how that goes because Ubuntu is a really big freaking distro, right? And if it if it goes about as well as their first switch to Wayland did back in 2017, um, yeah. I don't think it'll be that bad. For being honest, I think it'll probably go sp- like this. Is the thing about Pipewire is. I don't, I don't like the fact that we're moving it to the default for more advanced users, but for people with very basic use cases with audio where you're just, I mean, you're just going to be playing videos in a browser, you might occasionally hop on a Zoom call, like, or, you know, a Jitsi meet call, like, you know, whatever. You're probably not going to have an issue with Pipewire. Probably not. With really basic audio use like that, it's probably just going to work just as fine as Pulse Audio would, and it might not forget the settings that you give it. Cool. But when you've got more advanced audio usage, like Pipewire can just not work. Like, uh, 
I mean, I'll talk about this again. I had the echo cancellation module loaded in Pipewire and it worked for like the first time ever, the last time I was using Pipewire. And I was like, oh yes, like this is epic. Like it, it was just awesome. It was super simple to load up just like in um, Pulse Audio. Worked awesome. Then after, I think it was like two reboots, like after a few days, uh, it just never worked again. Like it still showed up as it was there, but the echo cancellation did nothing. Like the module wasn't working. So awesome. But yeah, I mean, it's pipe wire. Like it's good for basic use case. I think Ubuntu will be fine with it, but for those of us who like to do like content creation and stuff like that, no, 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 no. Yeah, I I have a feeling that most of my problems were actually with, like, because I think that in order to get, so the problem that I had whenever I'm on Pipeware, it, and this has happened to me three times now, is that somewhere along the line, the audio streams get mixed up. So sometimes my inputs become outputs and my outputs become inputs, right? And the thing mm-hmm. is, is that there's a tool that allows you, that's similar to Jack, that allows you to like route the where your inputs and outputs go, and I never used that. Like I just assumed that like Pulse, Pulse Audio, it just would work. You know, I I don't I don't have like a super crazy audio setup. I have a uh, an audio interface and you know a DAC. Those are the two things that I have. So I have an input and an output. That's all there is now. I think that the problem comes in is that the audio interface has a uh, like an input on it as well, and so or an output on it as well. So because you, you can like monitor headphones with it, but I don't use that. Mm-hmm. So it's po- maybe that was what was causing the problems, but I don't know. I, I, it just seems like every time I'd use it, it's, it goes wrong. Um, but hopefully this will end up working okay. No, I don't know. I mean I. I think for most people it'll be fine, but it's definitely one that it's it's just controversial just because it's it 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 doesn't seem quite as ready as it should be for being the default on the system, especially one as big as Ubuntu, right? Yeah, I mean when you're when you're talking about something that for most people the importance is the stability of the desktop, mm-hmm. like the stability of being able to use the system. You kind of want, I don't know, code bases that, you know, are as robust as possible. When they went to and... Wayland for the first time in 2017, everyone freaked out a little bit, but everyone knew that if, if you didn't want to use Wayland, the Wayland version of GNOME, the X11 version was just a click away. Like, it it was included with every install. All you had to do was change your session, right? This is different. Like, there's no session manager for which audio thing you're using. You will have to uninstall Pipewire and install Pulse Audio if you want to switch back to the normal. So, like, I I don't know. Like, you're right, it's going to be just fine for most people. I think that's where we're at. I think that's the reason why it's being switched to is that it's just fine for most people. Even people who do a lot of like complex audio stuff, they're going to be fine for the most part if they know what they're doing and they use the, the Jack tool or the Jack alternatives or whatever and, and they know what they're doing. Uh, but Pipewire also deals with video and stuff and it's going to be messing around with with that and it just becomes... Maybe it feels more complex to me because it's something that I'm going to have to learn in order to, how to use it, right? Uh, whereas, like, yeah, I, I, I know how to use Xorg a lot, you know? So I know how to use tools that rely on Xorg, like OBS and stuff, you know? So I'm just going to have to... I'm going to have to step into the future and uh, stop being an old, grumpy old man. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a little worried about that transition, but we'll see how it goes. Okay, so you got something else to say? Oh no, no. Right. Uh, Moving at the on. Very least, all I was gonna say is you'll be fine. You'll get it. Well, if I'm not, I'll just go use Windows. Yeah, th- there you go. That's a solution, as as always. Just you know, just use Windows. You can't have problems with Pulse Audio or Pipewire if you're using Windows. You we just have many other problems. 
you'll probably have like i've got to be honest um i was complaining uh or no i think we were in a discord call i can't remember who who it was i think it was o'shea linux um but he was complaining about pulse audio or some like somebody was complaining about pulse audio issues and then the same issues that they were complaining about like two hours later scott hopped on or arch center hopped on and he was having the same audio issue in windows like <laughs> audio <laughs> turns out it's freaking so hard weird. like i know apparently w- man. when i was a windows user back in the day uh bluetooth sucked like get, trying to connect to a like a bluetooth headset was god awful it was so hard um and then half the time it just didn't work so uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think that audio is just something that we we haven't quite figured out yet probably which is weird <laughs> it just feels weird all right <clears throat> moving on to the main topic so uh today is mine i think this is mine uh, mm-hmm. i think we've lost track of who does what, by the way, in terms of the topics, because we have like extra topics in there and we've forgotten who did what, but it doesn't matter. In, in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but anyways, the main topic for today is best window manager for beginners. So when I'm talking about window manager, I don't necessarily mean tiling window manager, but it could be that way. Uh, Tyler, what do you think the best window manager for beginners actually is? See, this is like such a loaded question because you kind of need to know who the beginner is and like what the definition of beginner is. Let's assume that this person knows how to install Arch Linux. Let's just say. So that's, that's their level of expertise. They've, they've managed to install Arch Linux. So they know the defaults of Linux, at least. I would have to say most likely it's going to be between like, and, and this is coming from someone who doesn't even use the first one that I'm going to say, like I really haven't used it in forever, but most likely it's going to be open box or I three, like those two um, open box, just because it's a, it's a floating window manager that has an application launcher or an application menu, I guess I should say um, it's, very much um, documentation heavy. Um, and when I say documentation heavy, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of fucking guides on how to use open box a lot. You can find plenty of information on using open box. Uh, and same thing with I three. Uh, they're just kind of different. I three is obviously a manual Tyler, but there's a lot of documentation for them and they're both pretty easy to configure um but yeah i think i think those would be my two two main best for beginners and the reason is just they're simple to configure and they're they're documentation really heavy fantastic documentation okay so i have three answers to this because why would i limit myself just to one so my first answer is i3 which is for the same reasons as you, not only is it easy to configure and there's a lot of documentation, but once you get into the meat and potatoes of it, there's just so much you can do for it. Now, DT yesterday in his video where he did his tier list for the best I, best window managers, he put i3 in the the meh category, which just like, what? <laughs> and first of all, he did so for two reasons. One, because their default key bindings for moving stuff around is JKL semicolon, which is mm-hmm. a little weird. But yes, that's, they do that. But again, everyone has to change their key bindings. That's just a thing you do in every single one manager. So it was a weird kind of stupid reason to, to, to ding it. But another reason was was because it, ha- it has a user... Uh, friendly syntax for their configuration file. So it has defined limits to what you can actually do with that syntax. If the, if the syntax to do what you want to do doesn't exist, you can't do it. I took umbrage with that because in the configuration file, you can do, you can execute a bash script. Therefore, you can do 
pretty much whatever you want. You, if you wanted to uh, you know, do something with XDo tools or something like that that i3 couldn't do, you could do that. Also, similar to BSPWM, i3 has an external tool. So if on, on BSPWM, if you're not, I mean, you're familiar, Tyler, about anybody, everybody else, but uh, it has a tool called BSPC. Everything that BSPWM does is through BSPC. Uh, managing windows, pre-selection, everything, right? Uh, i3 has something similar. It's called i3-msg. does the same kind of stuff. Uh, there are, are obviously some things that it doesn't do, so things like rules and uh, key bindings and stuff like that, you can't do with i3-msg. That has to be set through some other mechanism, but you could use something like SXHKG, SXHKD. Uh, if, if you wanted to do that, that would, you know, whatever. So, uh, that will. This turned into me bitching about DT's video, but real, real fast. <laughs> but uh, to come back to the point, i3 is fantastic because you can do literally anything, and just like you could do. I mean, there are very few window managers out there where it, they like literally limit you into what you can do. Um, I, and I would say that i3 is actually more extensible than something like, um. Xmonad or DWM or something like that, and not necessarily more extensible, but at least more extensible for regular users, people who don't know C or Haskell or Lua. If you're talking about awesome window manager, right? You can because it's a user-friendly syntax. If you know what you're doing, you can pretty much do all of these things. And then if you happen to know Bash, which is much more likely that you would know some Bash than you would know C or Lua or Haskell. Um, so you can, that's the reason why I like i3 is like, you can literally do anything with it. Like it constantly surprises me the number of things that you can do with it. Uh, plus it's really easy to use whatever bar you want. Like come I I was in the discord today and someone says, well, I just don't like the bar, the i3 bar. Like literally you can take the i3 bar out by uncom or commenting out five lines. Like that's all it is to just disable the bar, right? And then you can use whatever bar you want. You could use XMOBAR, you could use, if you like Haskell, you could use Polybar, Tint2, you know, whatever. Like, uh, you could use whatever bar you want to. So that's really cool. Like I, I really like that. So that's the reason why i3 is on the top of my list. Uh, the other one that I, I would say is also really good for beginners, and this is going to be kind of surprising to some people, is Qtile. And the reason why I say it's good, because a lot of people know quite a bit, of, I mean, not everybody but a lot of people know a lot of stuff about Python. And if you know some Python, Qtile is a fantastic place because it's written and configured in Python. But also, it has, I would say that it has better documentation than i3, and that's saying something because i3's documentation is fantastic, right? Uh, and uh, Qtile has as good as or better documentation than i3 does. Uh, it is a little bit more technical than the i3 documentation. I will give it that, but it's yeah. it's really good. Plus, built-in bar in the bar. It's, ex yeah. it's extensive and laid out very well for somebody to just come in and read. Yeah, like you can. It, it's just extreme. It's they have a lot of documentation, but they've presented it in a way where anybody can go in there and not be overwhelmed by the documentation. Yeah, even I completely agree with recommending Qtile. The only thing that I will say for anybody who takes that recommendation is no good and well Qtile updates frequently. Mm -hmm. They break and so And they don't have, they don't mind like, breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah, they they have no problem with breaking things and so if you ever have an issue with your Qtile config, it is most likely because they've updated and changed the way that they Did are doing something. Usually the update like it's config. usually the bar. Like let's just be honest, yeah. it's usually the bar because they're like changing one of the widgets or something, uh, and it's no longer compatible with your configuration file. Yeah, they do that all the time. That's the big, probably the biggest problem with Qtile. But yeah. It, it's so good. Like it's it's a really good window manager. Um, the third one on on that I would recommend for new users is Openbox as well. Openbox is really a really good floating window manager. It's really it's fairly easy to configure. Like it's not the most easy to configure, but it's not it's has so much like you said. There's so much stuff out there for it, right? If you want to add like stuff to the menu, it's really easy to do to figure out, right? If you wanted to figure out how to change the theme or whatever, it's, there's a lot of documentation out there that you can get into to figure out how to do it. 
And uh, it, it's probably the best floating window manager that I know of. Uh, I'll probably just bar none. Like, there's so much stuff that you can do for it. Now, everyone's just... I, every, every time we I have this conversation with people, they're like, but Matt, what about awesome window manager? Like, it's really good. It's, it's you know, it's in DT's great tier. You know, like, um, my problem with awesome is Lua's not great. Like, it's I don't like <laughs> Lua all that much at all. And it doesn't like me. Um, maybe every time I say I don't like a a, a programming language, it's like, well, that you know that's a you problem, right? That like, there's not actually anything wrong with the programming language. It's just because you're too stupid to re- to figure it out. And that's 100 percent true. Like that's that's absolutely well, true. Yeah, it's opinion. Well, like I mean, we're talking about best window managers for beginners. These are all. This is all opinion. Yeah. Like it's not like this is objective fact and truth. Like, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know the beginner who's like, yeah, so I started out in Ubuntu, and then I just decided I'd go Gentoo and BSPWM XXHKD, and, like, you know, did all of the, like, just all of the complex route as their first dive in to anything complex about Linux, and they had a great time. Like, that doesn't mean that you recommend that for everybody you know like i think bspwm is great but compared to a lot of other options i wouldn't recommend it for beginners like it's this is all opinion i don't see why anybody would get like upset about anything honestly i'd love to recommend bspwm for for beginners but the documentation is just so bad like it's just it does not i mean if you go to their if you go to their GitHub page, their documentation is like 400 words total, and like half of that is like a, a weird tree di- diagram. Now they do have more documentation, but you have to know about man pages in order to know to get there. Like that's where the documentation is is li- it lies in man pages. And uh, no offense to man pages, but um they read like man pages, right? <laughs> you know, that, that, it, it, well, I mean, they're not good man pages. They're just, well, they're not bad man pages either. Like that's the problem. They're just, <laughs> they're not they're, good. Or they're bad. man they're pages. There. Like, like they're, yeah. they're written like technical documents and you know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just that that's the way it's kind of parsed. Like, so it's not very new user friendly. Right. Um, yeah. And BSPWM confuses people because especially if, if so th- this is a problem that I-, I know a lot of people have. So they start, they go to Unix porn, and this was a problem, more of a problem, like a year and a half ago or two years ago when i3 was like the shit. Like everyone was using i3, and like everyone was recommended i3, so everybody got on i3. And then it was no longer the fad, so they moved on to BSPWM. One of the problems that a lot of people had and they don't realize is that BSPWM does not at all, not even a little bit, manage key bindings. Like it just doesn't do it, mm-hmm. right? And that confuses yeah. like if you've come from a window manager that does everything for you, to moving to to a window manager that does does not do everything for you and requires something else in order to actually manage the key bindings, you know that's very confusing, especially if especially with a a window manager that doesn't have fantastic documentation on the web, like it doesn't do a very good. I mean, it, it explains it, but it doesn't do a lot of good explaining about why it does this. Or, you know, even how, really how to set it up. Like, it it's just assumes that you know you have to do this. Like, if you view the BSPWM install page, it's like, you know, the, it tells you how to install SXHKD. It doesn't really tell you why you need to do so, you know? And it's just, you know, I love SXHKD. I use that on every single window manager that I use. Like, every single one. But it's definitely not something that you want to point a new user towards because, you don't, like, why do you need this thing? Like, I don't understand. Like... Um, KD Plasma manages keybinding well, I mean, for me, and <laughs> and it, it's ironically, it's one of those pro- like it's it's funny that there's so many programs out there that are just they're incredible programs to use. Like they will just make your life awesome. Like SXHKD is fantastic. It is just it's an absolute great program for managing keybinds. It's super simple. Like. There's so many of these programs that are great, but that have names that if I wanted to recommend it to you or us have a conversation about it, it's a pain to say the freaking name. And most likely you're going to get it wrong. 
Like, I have to watch myself every time I say it. S-X-H-K-D. It's, it doesn't roll off the tongue. So that it's just... Did you, so did, did you see that video that somebody did? A, they put together like a mashup of me, DT, Luke Smith, Brody, all trying to say SXHKD to like a rap song or something. It was utter hilarity. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The Linux community is great. The Linux developer community, community is fantastic, but they can't name shit. <laughs> like like no. SXIV. Uh, NCMPCPP, yeah. like, like, what kind of, yeah, like, 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 you weren't even smoking the good stuff at that point, okay? <laughs> like, whatever like, you had you was definitely laced with the not good stuff. <laughs> like, you make a great program, and then you're like, how can we make it so complicated that no one will want to say it? Like, stop. Like, just name your stuff, like. Word of mouth is really important, but if you can't remember the order of the letters that you used, <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like creating a really complicated password to get into your computer and not remembering what it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. NCMPCPP. I think I've I've memorized the letters, but I could be mixing them up. Uh, S- S-X-H-K-T. See, that's the problem. Even when you think you know it, you're wrong. Well, or possibly. That's wrong. why I've got, every time I mention that on the channel, like in a video, I like I go, oh, N-C-M-P-C-P-P, or whatever it's called. <laughs> like, or whatever it's called. Like, I know I, I might have gotten it wrong. Don't at me. I don't care that much, because obviously, if I did care, I would sit here and mem- uh, N-C-M-P-C-P-P, N-C-M-C-M-P, fuck off. <laughs> you know, I just can't... can't Okay, here's the the funniest thing in the world right now is, is that somebody said MCMPCPP and and YouTube hid the comments. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's great. Oh, YouTube, you're you're awesome. Oh god. All right. <laughs> let's ask, let's carry this on just a little further. Just what what is Tyler, your favorite window manager? Now, like, oh, I know at one point my it favorite. I know at one point it was DWM. Is it still DWM? No, it's BSPWM. It's it's so nice. Like, and it's real. It's really not. It's not that it's because it doesn't have more features than other window managers. Um, like it's just. Really, the reason I like it is it's got extremely great default settings for tile. Like, I I don't have to add other tiling layouts or any shit. I, I think you could. I don't know. I don't even have to mess around with it. It's just the default one is great. Um, overall, the way in which it works is just nice. Um, and it's just a window manager. Like that's it. It's just a window manager. So do you use it, pre-selection a lot? No, I, I never use it. Like never. That's the selling point of BSPWM and you never use it. I'm exactly the same way. No. Like, like BSPWM is, fa- is fantastic, but it's a, my, it's a, it's a manual tiling window manager and you wouldn't know it. Like, yeah, it, like it, it's basically a dynamic tiling window manager, but it's actually not. It's actually a manual, but you're supposed to use that pre-selection. And I never remembered that it's there. Like, ever. Yeah. Like, it's it's a manual tiler that's optionally manual. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it's a little weird. It, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's, um, it's really good. Like, CWM, like someone said CWM in the comments or in, in chat. And I, I really like the column window manager. The column window manager is nice, but... I don't know, the floating aspect of it just got annoying after a while. Like, I do really enjoy just dynamic tilers that take care of window management for me and everything. And then occasionally I'll have a floating window. Like, occasionally. So, really, in all honesty, like, I I prefer the dynamic tiling. But both of those are good. Once you go to a tiling window manager, you never go back. I mean, like, unless you absolutely have to. Uh, for me, I go back, but I typically don't st- 
day. But you, you, don't, you don't go back and be happy about it. You, no, you, I can. You're weird. You're using Windows right now. I don't take you... I do not... I cannot take you you seriously. <laughs> I, I almost made it the whole episode without saying anything about this man using Windows, but he's using Windows, and, and I just can't keep it in anymore. Why is he using Windows? This is the Linux cast. God. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, look. I'm using Windows. For everybody who's watching, I'm using Windows. I've got an interview when I get back. Uh, I'm going to help uh, Art Center move. So when I get back... Um, I've got an interview a couple days after I get back and it's for a position doing stuff in Unreal Engine 5 and Unity and like VR and kind of like set design and stuff for video production. So I kind of, you know, have to. Oh, Art Center in chat is like disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> he he's running Windows. He's, he's running Windows. No, get out of here. Did, for those of you who are just listening to that load of utter garbage... If you if you all you all, all you heard was excuses 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 yeah that's what I heard too. <laughs> okay, so my my favorite styling window manager is actually i3 now. Um, I I've been trying other window managers again. Like I went back to DWM for a little while, and this is gonna be just so mat of me. But I mean I mean this is gonna be the most mat thing I've ever said. But I love the fact that i3 lets me have as many workspaces as possible, and mm -hmm. I can create key bindings for every single workspace that I have. And there are only a couple other window managers that will allow you to do that. Uh, one of them being Herps Loft. Uh, and, and, well, um, excuse me, uh, BSPWM would too, actually, because you can use XXHPD to do it. But the point is, is that outside of, outside of just that, I have my setup so tuned in now on i3, it's so hard for me to go to something else. Like, I used Qtile the other day, and I, I just got done recommending Qtile. Like, it's so good. Like, the, the documentation is good. The, the bar is fantastic. Uh, but I went and used Qtile for, like, a day, and I was like, I miss i3. Like, I had to go back, you know? <laughs> So I three apparently is my window manager now. Like I can't, I can't seem to leave it behind. Qtile is great, just definitely not for you, because there is only, no way. Only nine Qtile in the way it, yeah, <laughs> Qtile in the way it does workspaces will just never work for you. I have been told by one of my frequent commenters that you can use more than nine workspaces on Qtile. They, you can. They, you can. They even gave me the code to do it. Um, I never did get that implemented, but um. The, still, the, the the point stands is that I'm, you know, I, I seem to have come to the point where i3 is just my window manager. It's where I'm at. Um, well, and i3, like, it's, uh, with Qtile, like, you're, you, you essentially are doing, you're doing your own Python code to implement that functionality. On i3, it's just like, i3 is just like, yeah, maybe you can do it. Like, I got you. It's all good. See, it's all good. I miss sometimes the configuration of DWM. Like I enjoyed like learning a lot of C in order to, you know, do the configuration of of DWM. I, like, I enjoyed that. Um, but there are a couple things about DWM that just are make it unusable for me. One is that the bar is not as extensible as something like called polybar or something like that. Like you no. you can, but it's Really freaking hard, and you can don't, don't at me. I know you can use Polybar and DWM, but it's a pain in the ass. Like it's not like if you use other patches, getting Polybar to actually run on DWM is not easy. Like it's you can done, but it's just not it's not easy. And um, the the other thing is the the workspaces thing. Like like I, it has not, it has eighteen workspaces, um, which is plenty for me. Like I don't need I, I would not miss those extra two workspaces. I'd be fine. Um, I, I'd brood for a couple days, but I'd get over it. <laughs> but but you, it, it seems to be impossible in DWM to set key bindings for workspaces on both monitors. So you can't have dedicated key bindings for each workspace. And I rely on that now all the time. Like, going, moving away from that is just something that I've found impossible to do. So, I don't know. Anyways, though, that's my favorite, is i3. And you said BSPWM. BSPWM is, BSPWM is really good. Um... I just feel guilty not using its main feature. 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm not using... It, without using pre-selection, it makes me feel like, why am I bothering using this thing? Right? It, I don't know why I feel that way. For me, I don't feel that way because I'm just... I, I like it too much and I just don't... I feel like that's functionality that's built in there just because it is a window manager. And I, I think it's... It's one of those things where I appreciate the feature being there for BSPWM because there's plenty of people that prefer manual tilers. I'm just not one of those people. Like, I, that's kind of the way. <laughs> Which I, I think is it. utter hilarious. But we you... have to be careful. We've been talking about window managers, like tiling and non-tiling window managers, for a minute now, and uh, as soon as this conversation about window managers comes to an end where we don't have any more actual window managers to talk about, you're just going to go into how much you love GNOME. And we just, <laughs> that I, is... just, I just want to be careful there. Who here, between the two of us, right now is using Windows? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Go on. You can do it. You raise your hand. <laughs> raise your hand. Yeah, that guy right there. I'm, I'm using Windows. Yeah, okay. I'm the one I'm that's going to go use it. GNOME. No, I don't think so. He's the traitor here, uh, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, we all know Matt has a secret passion, secret love affair going on with Gnome. I thought you were going to say he, secret. He wants his community to know nothing. A secret fetish for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but I mean, no, uh, no, I don't like Gnome. Although I okay, so I will say this: is that if you're going to use a version of Gnome, you should use Ubuntu's version of Gnome. Like, you really should. They've done a really good job of making that customizable. Like, so much so that you don't need themes. Like, I, the one thing that I always wanted in GNOME was to have themes. If you use Ubuntu's version of GNOME, their light theme is even okay. But if you switch to the dark theme and then change the accent color to whatever you want, it's really good. Like, it's actually really good. I'm not, it's still not for me. Like, I'm still going to want tiling and stuff like that. But it's so much better than, like, stock GNOME. Uh... And yes, I know that like, GNOME 42 has this stuff too. Like it's gonna, it, or they, or will, or does, or whatever. I don't even know. But like the, Ubuntu has made it now, so you can change it so that the panels no longer along the side. That always bothered me, like those big ass, fucking ugly icons along the side. You know, now you yep. now you can change it. You can put it along the bottom and make it just a you know, like like a dock. You know, and that's standard. You don't need GNOME tweaks to do it. That's really that's really good. Like finally, like you, there's customization in GNOME. Like, Shoot me dead, you know. <laughs> like, like, like the GNOME, the GNOME people have been have spent years telling us that customization is not an option because it's too hard to do. And Ubuntu is like, bitches, I got this. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, 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 they did it. Like, it's they made it good. Um, now I would like that panel thing to be uh, like a default, but it's so easy to change it, right? Um, yeah. and the fact that you can change it, awesome. I mean, it's so good. I, I just spent like five minutes talking about how good Gnome is. This is your fucking fault, Tyler. <laughs> See, I'm telling you guys, he has a secret love affair going on with Gnome behind the scenes that he like he would like no one to know about. Absolutely no one. It's very private. He's very touchy about it. What you don't know, he like to bring it up. What you don't know, and you're not gonna be able to see this, Tyler, is that the thing you see on screen right now with the whole cult bar at the top and the 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 terminal on the screen, that's actually GNOME. Not, that's not i3 anymore. That's just actually GNOME. That's, that's, oh no. See, this is what he loads up for to try and deceive like everyone while we're doing it's a, it's a, it's a VM, <laughs> but really, exactly. I'm, I'm a secret, I'm, I'm a secret vanilla GNOME user. Yeah. If you were to, if you were to just somehow be able to leave this environment that he's showing off right now, you'd end up straight back up in GNOME. I haven't like, changed the his, wallpaper his either. It's like the, the default wallpaper. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I and I refuse to upgrade to the new version of GNOME, which changed the folder icons. So I'm still using those beige icons <laughs> because beige is my favorite color. <laughs> God, that's so horrible. That's so not even the, close. The, to the funny part is, is, as much as you dislike those icons, if you checked out GNOME 42. Like, that's, that's the part that gets everybody, is when you check out GNOME 42 and their icons, you're like, oh my god, you guys, you guys finally fixed the Adwaita icons. I, I know, like, they like, yes. like, so much better. They didn't even change the shape, they're the same shape, just with a different <laughs> color on them, and they're like, 100 million times better. Like, like literally, so much it changes the entire 
desktop environment that they made those a different color. That's so much better. Like you can't even. It, it makes your speeches like, oh my god, it's like it's so good. <laughs> Right? Like, why did this take so long? Like, this was the funny part is, is that icon update genuinely improves their file browser. Like, well, yeah, because it makes it usable without having to use GNOME tweaks to change the icons. <laughs> you yep. couldn't use it before, but because like, you open it up and you saw those beige icons, like, oh god, those things are fucking ugly. Like, why would? Well, it, like, it's just it's funny that they went from like turd. Like turd brown to like beige is probably really good. Like I don't know of any designer that's like you know beige will really really bring out like bring out the the color here. (laughs) It'll really make everything pop. Hey, men talk. We're only talking about Gnome because that asshole over there made us. Okay, <laughs> that's it's I, it's his fault. Okay. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I just want Matt's like Gnome affair to be public. It's it's about time. You've been keeping it private for too long. You were and... supposed to be my friend, Tyler. You're not supposed <laughs> to bring bring me out like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so to since since we have like divulged a lot away from the actual like window manager part of the talk, we pretty much for everyone who ended up coming in late to the podcast or doesn't remember, we both agreed that uh, window managers for beginners, OpenBox and i3 is probably the two best recommendations for new users, right? Yep. Perfect. All right. Because I, I think that's great. Like, you got, you, th- those are both really good options, whether you want floating or tiling. You know? Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're really good. Um, I, so for those of you, okay, so before we move on to the last bit, I want everyone who has never tried a tiling window manager before to go try one. I think, like, I know so it's not for everybody. Like, tiling window managers are definitely not for everybody. That's for sure. But I think that everyone should try one at a certain point in their career, their Linux career. They should give it a try. It doesn't matter which... It doesn't. I mean, you're going to have a really bad experience if your first ex- window manager is prob- is Haskell. Like, and, and Xmonad. Oh my god. Right? Yeah. If you try Xmonad as your very first one, you probably won't like it unless you already know Haskell. Like, if, you, if you're a Haskell developer, Xmonad is probably your best friend. But other than that, probably not. But if you try, like, literally any other one for the most, like, even if you started this with something like a rare one, like Herbstloft WM or something like that, you know, it'd be fine. Um, it would give you, the, I mean, it has its quirks that aren't the same as everything else, of course, but, you know, it, it would get you there. Like, get your foot in the door. If you, you, you know, just try one of them. I think that a lot of people have this idea that tiling window managers are just for the nerdiest of nerds. Right, and yeah, no, maybe that's true. Like, yes, I like rising my window manager a lot, and that um, you know, it is a thing that's just for me. Uh, but I mean, a lot of obviously, obviously, a lot of people like doing, it, but that's just you know something that I like to do. But it's not just because every Unix porn uh, picture has two terminals with a whole bunch of code in it doesn't mean that you have to be a coder to use a tiling window manager. So I really think, like I said, I, I'm a big proponent of everyone trying it. Like, even if you are, like, all you do is browse, like, in Firefox, it's all you ever do, use a, use a tiling window manager, you might find yourself enjoying it. Um, no. So or at the very least, just give it a try, you know? Yeah. Try everything. But, well, I mean, within reason. Don't just jump off a bridge because everybody else is doing it. Don't try that one. But, you know. Window manager is probably a safe try. It's not. Yeah, it's not going to kill you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So moving on to the last of uh, the last thing of the thing that we normally talk about, which is called God Lord. It's called the it's called the thingy of the week. So we have no real name for this. So we just ended up calling it the thingy of the week. We could have called it apps of the week or picks of the week or whatever of the week. 
Um, but we chose thingy of the week because it's the thing we just kind of settled on. So Tyler, your thingy of the week. Well, I like the fact that we are both going to do the same class of things. So for me, um, vampire survivors on steam. Um, it's, I believe it's released for Mac um, and windows, but you know, obviously it runs fantastically through proton um, on Linux. It's, it's like a $3 game and I've just purchased it and I'm going to be playing it on stream here eventually. Um, probably today. And I'm extremely excited about it. it I've seen people play it. Um, Hex DSL ha, uh, has a video playing it. Um, I think Asmongold's done content on it. Like there's plenty of dudes on YouTube who have, who have done content on it. It's a really great casual game. Like I, I really, really like it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's my recommendation. Check it out. It's a great game. Okay, so I have two. I know I didn't write this in the show notes, but I have two. So the first one is a game. It's called Kingdoms and Castles, and it is amazing. Like, it is so good. So it is a combination. Of, it's kind of a combination of, like, Minecraft, Zero AD, and City Skylines. It, 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 it is um, It's a city builder game where you – well, also kind of like Civilization, too, um, because you're playing against other – like AI characters that will attack your village eventually, right? So it's, it's got it's got the zero AD oh. thing, right? Um, but also like, like so you build like a like a, a like a palace or whatever, and then you build farms and houses and bridges and roads and stuff like that. It like I, I bought it because it was on sale for like seven bucks or something like that, and I yeah. like it was like seven bucks, like and, and it looks cool, so I got I bought it and I was like wow, this thing is really fun. So I ended up playing it for like four hours straight. You know, <laughs> like, and I didn't even realize like, like by the time four hours, like well, four hours went by, like it was really good. Um, yeah, that was, that's what I've spent a lot of my time doing this week is playing that game. It's really good and it plays really well on Linux. So um, it does have a Linux native version. So it just was, like I said, it was really, really good. Um, the other one, that I would like to recommend, or my other thingy of the week. And I'm going to show this. Unfortunately, Tyler, you're not going to be able to see this. But for those of you who are on screen, you'll see the new keycaps that I have here. And yes, I bought keycaps. Of course. (laughs) But, all right, so these are MA Profile keycaps. They are um, actually pretty cheap. It's 30 bucks uh, for a whole base set. And they're amazing. They're, like, so good. Um... The profile is not for everybody, right? The because it, 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 it's like a, it's very flat, right? So if you're not into flat keycaps without like the the, the definition of like a, a cherry profile or something like that, if you're not into that, so these won't be for you. But if you like flat keycaps, they're really good. So they're called MA Profile Laser PBT keycaps. Uh, very very good name, but they are really good. Like I'm really enjoying them. Plus the 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 white on black um, aesthetic of them, really nice. So that curved part about it, I don't know that I'd like that. The, the, yeah, they're not going to be for everybody. But I, I saw them like, well, you know, I'm going to give these a try, and like, man, they're really good. Um, I actually found that I've been typing faster on them. So my my uh, speed went from like I would usually average between 80 and 90. I've been getting routinely over 100 with these. Um, I don't, and I don't know why, because the, the keycaps that I had before were XDA profile, which is completely flat. Like, there's no rounded part of them at all. Like, they're completely flat. So it's not like I'm u- using something that's a little bit different, but maybe the rounded aspect of these, that, so there's a little bit more space in between the keys has allowed me to not make so many mistakes. I don't know what it is about them, but I have been typing faster. So uh, maybe it's just because I got new keycaps and uh, I get excited when I type on them. I don't know. <laughs> True, true. Uh, anyway, so those are the thingies of the week. Uh, and we do we do have all of our thingies of the week in our show notes. So if you want to go to uh, like my GitLab page, uh, you can find all of our previous thingies of the week in the show notes, the completed episodes directory. All those things are there. You can uh, follow us on all of our social media networks and stuff like that. All those links will be at uh, linuxcast.org slash contact. You can support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash linuxcast. Before I go, 
I should thank my current patrons. And uh, I'm going to read all these names now. Um, Robert, Sid, Devon, Patrick, Fred, Kramer, Tri-Devil, Antoine, Meglin, Jack, Nightfall, Stevie, Sabrina, Lennox, Garrick, Samuel, KB, TGB, Keith, Andy, Uncle Bonded, Gary, Ross, Mitchell, J-Dog, Carmen, Dave, Jeremy, Sean, Odin, Marty, Eduardo, Archner, Elliot, Mislav, Merrick, Camp, Joshua, Lee, Peter, A. Cruzbold, Dark, Benny, Six, Primus, PM, Arlock, One, and Philip. Thanks everybody for watching. We record this live every Thursday around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we have a lot of fun uh, with the pre-show and stuff like that. Like today, we talked about how California is on fire. So, really random pre-show thing that will probably scare away a lot of people. But, what are we going to do about it? Anyway, so that is, uh, we record live on the LinuxCast, uh, youtube.com slash LinuxCast. Join us then. We'll see you next week. Bye.